Hello, welcome to Interdependent Study, our podcast where we engage in the learning and unlearning work for social justice and collective liberation. I'm Damien. And I'm Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today. For those new to our podcast, Interdependent Study is meant to be a space and community for folks who believe in and want to do the work of social justice. Each week, we'll bring something new to the table and discuss our thoughts and feelings about it through the lenses of who we are and where we can go for a more just society. We want Interdependent Study to be a space where we're always learning with one another. And Aaron is up this week. What are you bringing to the table? Ted Lasso. Oh, man. Yes. Let's talk about this beautiful show. Please. Um, And I'll just say before we get started, I anticipate that we're going to share some spoilers. Yes. So if you haven't watched (laughs) season one yet, uh, you know, uh, keep that in mind as you listen. If you if you want to stop recording right now or listening right now and then uh, go go watch season one, please do that. you know, or or if you're just ready for for spoilers, you know they're here. Or if you've watched it already, you know, continue listening. But, yes. um, you know, if you don't plan on watching it either, um, I think that's a big mistake on your part. Yes. Um, but, you know, also feel free to continue listening. But right? you can so, you can yep you can still listen to us though. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> um, to sum up the show a little bit, um, I give a little synopsis. Ted uh, Lasso gets hired as an English Premier League manager for the fictional AFC Richmond. Um, And he leaves Kansas behind, um, and he brings his assistant coach, Beard. Um, They had been um, college football, U.S. college football uh, coaches. I want to say Wichita State, was that right? Yeah, I think Wichita State. Um, And they won a championship there, um, but they are charged with turning around the fortunes of AFC Richmond, uh, which has not been doing so well. They inherit a cliquish locker room and decide to try to build the team back up and build up a sense of team uh, spirit there. Uh, And then there's just so much more that happens (laughs) as we meet more and more characters and and get to know them. Yeah. Um, But as I said last week, introducing this a little bit, I think our ideas around social justice and recognizing humanity and humility are all common themes in the show, along with a lot of other stuff that I think we'll get into. Um, But uh, yeah, so that's why I wanted to bring it and why I thought it was fitting to talk about. I also want to talk about some assumptions I had about the show before I watched it. Um, Thinking about particularly, um, the show was born out of this character, Ted Lasso, that was on um, commercials for NBC Sports when they started to... um, when they got the broadcasting rights for the premier league in the U S. Um, and so, you know, it was very 32nd clip buffoonish kind of like silliness, fish out of water stuff. And so I thought it was just going to be a continuation of that. Um, and I think, you know, maybe had some assumptions about characters that Jason Sudeikis has played in the past and they'd be similar, et cetera. Right. Um, and so I, you know, I really thought that this would be silly story story storylines about him not understanding the game and being stubborn about that. Um, And while there are still a lot of sort of fish out of water Mm storylines, Ted seems to check himself a lot and his assumptions. And he recognizes that he's uh, the one who needs to adjust or change and learn, um, which is one of the reasons why I think so highly of the show. I think Uh, it didn't fall into these possible traps of like buffoonish, silly behavior um, so much. Uh, So, yeah. And, you know, I'll say from the start here like almost everything we talk about. Um, 
there are so many moments uh, in this show, so many things that we could talk about that I'm sh- I'm sure we won't get to all of them. Yeah. Um, so th- yeah, there's a lot here. But where would you? Where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's what ten episodes. I feel like we could yep, do a, there are ten episodes. Uh, we could do something about every single episode, probably, um, because there really it's like every episode is just chock full of um, some really incredible scenes and 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 gems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, that's a great intro and, and I think great summary of the show. And, and I love the fact that you talk about assumptions because I had mm-hmm. some too. And I think that's it's always good to sort of, um, you know, recognize that in you for sure. Uh, but I am so excited to talk about Ted Lasso. I think it is hands down one of the best television shows out there mm-hmm. um, right now, maybe for a while here. Um I mean, like y'all, to be honest, I think at this point I've watched the entire series like at least 10 times. Like it's really that good. Um, And so I I encourage you to check it out if you haven't uh, done so already. But keep listening to us if you haven't. Uh, And I'll say you're already in it now. Right. (laughs) I've watched it a ton, too. And just rewatching it again over the last week or so, hearing and seeing new things that I hadn't seen before somehow. Like, yes. I thought that Apple TV Plus was playing some trick on me where they're like, <laughs> well, if you watch it more, we add in like little extra oh, lines chance. and little pieces here and there, which is not true as far as I know. Yeah. Um, so the, there's just there's so many little little moments that you continue to catch as you watch and rewatch. It's beautiful. As, as I have continued yes, to watch, I agree watch with and rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the other thing I'll say is that I think you're right. Like, I think we both believe that there are that there's just so much to talk about with this show as it relates to a lot of the things we talk about here on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and so I was really, again, just so excited that you wanted to bring this uh, to the table. Um, you know, for me, I think one of the biggest themes that come up for me and Ted Lasso, as I think about, again, our conversations here on the show is, and you uh, alluded to this in your intro, right, is these ideas around decency and humanity, um, yeah. especially as it relates to how to treat other people, you know, and, and, and while that certainly might sound like a small thing or something we all learn as kids, like, I think there is some really good role modeling of that. Um, throughout this entire show, right? And from so Mm -hmm. many of the characters, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so one example of this is how the character Nate is treated in the show. Um, Nate the Great uh, is the kit man for AFC Richmond. And he is actually one of the very first people that Ted and Coach Beard meet when they first arrive to uh, the stadium after their long flight. and, And, you know, they make their way to the to the stadium. And we see several examples of uh, how Nate has been treated by the team. We kind of see that mm-hmm. sort of in some of those very first few episodes. Um, and that's really juxtaposed by how important it is for Ted to learn and remember Nate's name. And yep. we see that sort of in those first couple of episodes, right? And Nate's really taken aback by the fact that Ted remembers his name. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, while that might seem really small, I think it's an example of this larger theme and this value um, that Ted holds around how important it is to to treat folks with with dignity and respect. Um, So that's sort of, you know, one Nate story. Another one that sort of comes to mind is um, how Ted pushes Roy Kent. Uh, And Roy is one of the star players on the team, one of the most seasoned players on the team and in the league. Um, He really pushes Roy Kent to step up as a leader uh, for the team and calling for the 
other players um, to treat Nate better um, and to treat him with some respect and some dignity, right? Like yep. there's a there's a scene where Roy comes to um, Ted and says, "You see what's happening? Like you 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 see it. You're watching it happen to Nate, right? You know." And and Ted in in this just beautiful way um, sort of acknowledges, "Yeah, I see it, and you do too. And what are you going to do about it, right? Like you're the leader of this team. Go out there and be a leader, right?" Um, and and it's 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 just really well done in that respect. And so, so there's that sort of unrelated to Nate. Another example of this theme of decency humanity that that sticks out to me, um, and I think is sort of the the best example of the whole series, in my opinion, is what happens between Ted and Rebecca Welton, um, who is the owner of the team, um, and. To, towards the end of the series, Rebecca finally owns up to the reasons why she hired Ted for the gig. Um, and so they, she had some nefarious reasons for that, right? Like um, sort of chief among them uh, where she really wanted to sort of get back at her and hurt her ex-husband um, and former owner of the club. Yeah. Um, and she thought that this was the way to do that. And But the thing that really gets me and, and got me is I think Rebecca's apology to Ted and I think equally as important, uh, Ted's acceptance of her apology is this incredible model for all of us in terms of how important it is to acknowledge when we've hurt um, and when we've wronged people. Um, and especially, of course, how to do that when it's someone you like or respect or love. Um, uh, because I think we've all been there. And we've all been hurt by folks. Right. But it takes a lot of courage and strength to sort of acknowledge that and own it and to, you know, look someone in the face as she does in just this really powerful scene um, and, and apologize and fess up to it, own it and apologize for it. Yeah. Um, And again, I just think that's such a big and uh, huge moment of this show. And so, you know, all that to say, I think there's just so much in this show to, in terms of decency and, and humanity and, you know, for all of us to sort of generally learn from, but also, again, connecting it back, you know, in terms of what we talk about as it relates to social justice, right? Like, what does it mean to hold white supremacist or anti-feminist or anti-black character traits um, or values or ideas um, in terms of how uh, we have these important social justice conversations and engage in this work, right? You know, or, or when we're engaged in relationship with one another, right? Like, I think there's just lots of great connections to make there. And I really appreciate the show for that. Yeah. I think that the, um, in a lot of ways there's, there are these little moments that you see that are, are people sort of practicing, um, what sort of, I think what social justice looks like, Yeah, which is also like it, there's a love there. Right. And so I think, um, to bring, you know, mention bell hooks a little bit here. I like, I think that that is, that's a piece of it that I think feels like a thread throughout is there's, there's this element of, of love, um, between characters and, and openness there. Yes. Um, but yeah, that, that apology that you mentioned also, I think is huge because it, um, and the acceptance, Ted's acceptance of the apology is huge because it doesn't let Rebecca off the hook for what she's done. Yep. It acknowledges, he acknowledges it. And then tells her that he forgives her. Yeah. Which is way different than saying it's okay or, you know, don't worry about it or anything like that. Um, And so, yeah, I think that was 
that moment was huge because it wasn't the sort of traditional ways that we see people apologize poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, I think it's a model um, for getting better at um, owning owning what we do to each other and owning um, not dismissing it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Either. Um, so another thing that I noticed early on is about gender oh, um, yeah. and how that runs basically throughout the show. And it's, it, I think it kind of hits you over the head a little bit uh, <laughs> yeah. early on um, because Rebecca, um, we were just talking about, um, she fires the, the manager at the beginning of the show. It's like in the second scene, yeah. I think. Um, and list is listing all the reasons why she's firing him. Um, and one of them is his casual misogyny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, a the way that she delivers that line and all of it is very, also very funny. Yes. Um, in the midst of, of everything. Um, and then throughout the series or throughout the season, you see Ted talk about how Keely's relationship does not define her. And then Keely and Rebecca have a discussion about how differently women are treated in the press because yeah. they're both sort of public figures and in, in the press a lot, especially as they compare themselves and how they've been treated in the press to um, their like partners um, who they had been connected to previously um, and just how different that is in terms of the sort of severity of coverage or the criticism that they get and it it being very, very um, disproportionately different. Um, And then there are some other important conversations throughout the show about how characters acknowledge and recognize how gender influences the choices that are available to them or other conditions that influence their lives. Um, And I think it happens not just with gender, but with some other societal influences like culture or maybe national origin and class. I think there's a little class element in there um, in terms of expectations and what somebody might look like versus, you know, um, how they show up. Um, right. in a place. Uh, so there's some of those things too. And it just feels like, um, pushing at the, the notions and assumptions that we might have in sort of these dominant culture frameworks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I appreciate sort of you talking about, um, these other conversations that happen, right. And these other conditions and, and identities and influences, right. Because that is there, right. It doesn't mm-hmm. always necessarily hit you over the head, right. um, throughout the show, but, they are there, right? And I think it, yeah. that's a condition of us having watched it so much. Uh, we were able to pick up on that a little bit more. But that's also a, a um, that's also a condition of the fact that you know it's a it's a English Premier League team, right? And so you know one of the things that Ted has to learn about is that all the players are from different countries too, right? That's part of yeah. his learning too, right? And so there are some um, you're talking a lot about gender there, but there were some. Um, moments where both Ted and other players are learning about where their teammates are from, right? Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. what's important to them from where they uh, are from. So yeah, all of that is gold. Um, So there's that. I appreciate that. You know, another theme that I think is sort of huge uh, in this show is the importance of knowing and sharing your story. Um, And I think in addition to that and taking that a step further is this idea of learning about the stories of others, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one of the best examples of this is the there's this darts game uh, that takes place in the sort of bar that they all sort of go to, um, the town bar where they watch the games. Um, 
and it's a darts game between Ted and Rupert Mannion, uh, who is Rebecca's ex-husband and the former owner of the club. Um, and spoiler alert, uh, Rupert is just not a great man, a human being. Um, and so they're playing, they're, they agree to play the starts game and they actually bet on it. Um, and despite Rupert like showing up with his own darts and being extremely confident in his abilities, you know, and the fact that he just sort of knew I'm going to beat Ted, right? And I'm going to win this bet. Um, in the end, Ted actually beats Rupert um, at the starts game. And it's one of the best scenes of the entire show, in my opinion. Um, so I, I, you know, I just, I just, I love everything about that scene. Um, but what made, what is made clear to me, I think, through this scene is how Rupert underestimates Ted's ability to play darts, right? Yeah. Like, Rupert only asks Ted one question in the scene. And I sort of had to also think about some of the other moments. There's like a gala where they're charity gala where they're raising money and there's an interaction between Ted. There's some interactions between Ted and Rupert. Um, and it's, it, it makes it clear that like Rupert is just sort of self-absorbed. Right. And he doesn't find it important to ask people questions and get to know them. Um, but the one question that he asks at the start of their darts game is, do you like darts, Ted? Right. Um, and as Ted is playing and ultimately beats him in darts, we learn more about Ted's backstory. Right. Like he starts just having a conversation, talking to Rupert, talking to Rebecca, talking to the entire bar, actually, because at that point, the whole bar is sort of engrossed in this game. Um, and he just shares his story. Um, and there's. I think there's just so much to unpack about that scene, right? Like, and I think there's so much to learn from that scene and others like it in terms of like sharing our stories and being invested in each other's stories as well, right? Like if he yeah. had taken some time to get to know uh, Ted a little bit, right, in his story, you know, maybe he wouldn't have got his ass kicked <laughs> in that game, right? Or made the bet that he made uh, that I think he regrets, uh, you know? Right. So, yeah, you know, I think... You mentioned that I think you mentioned to me right before we started recording that you wanted to talk a little bit about this later in application. But I just think there's a connection here to this idea of learning the stories of others as we build relationships with one another and as we engage in this work. Yeah, there's a there's something that Ted says that I'm going to talk about later. Um, but, yeah, I think that scene is so is so great, um, in my opinion, just the 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 drama of it and the way that it unfolds with the darts game and yeah. um, the, the monologue that Ted goes on oh. is also like that you alluded to, or he's telling the story is, is also great. Yeah. Um, and that monologue is what I'm going to pull something out of, um, you know, another moment that was a little bit smaller to me, but um, isn't it, I think an example of these small moments that exist throughout the show mm -hmm. um, is when Sam, Obasanya, who oh, is Sam. Uh, a player from Nigeria, mm -hmm. um, he accidentally like speaks truth to power to Rebecca, um, the team owner. Um, he's in there to just talk to her about something else that's happening in the storyline. Um, and he says um, something like, I like the idea of somebody becoming rich because of what they gave to the world not just because of who their family is. <laughs> um, and so he's comparing um, an author to the queen um, of England uh, in that moment. But, you know, and we don't fully know Rebecca's family history or, or like yeah. where her sort of wealth came from and if she was wealthy beforehand, before the, the marriage. 
but we do know that she's gotten a lot of wealth and is in her chair as the owner of the club basically because of familiar relationships like her ex-husband now right um but that is sort of a like there's this like little accidental like critique of her that i think sam says that i you know if if you've seen the show you know that that's not probably at all what he's he's not intending to be mean or or hurtful at all to her um but there's just like this little thread of like yeah the people who are giving something to the world like that's that's who should be um you know um becoming rich and and gaining something from what they give to the world yeah um so yeah i thought that was that was a very funny moment that stood out to me that's like literally just it's he says the thing she gives him kind of a funny look and then he moves the conversation on yeah um, because i don't even think he's realized what that sort of means yeah i don't think he did either no. but it is it is a it is a, a powerful little line um, yes absolutely uh yeah sam is one of my it's one of my fa- it's hard to pick a favorite character but he yeah. is he, there's so many gems that sam has and that he interact how he interacts with um, rebecca how he interacts with ted mm-hmm. um you know how he interacts with jamie tart who we haven't mentioned is you know one of the other sort of is a phenom as you know one of the star players of the of the team as well and um he's he's just so good and then there's you know just other moments where he brings in his own personal story yeah um right and and there's some work that ted has to do and some of it is easy work and some of it is not but you know to acknowledge um who sam is and where he comes from and um what i can learn from uh from sam and and vice versa so um i yeah i appreciate that um and it's not to say that Rebecca can't, you know, it, owning a football team isn't necessarily doing good work, right? And right. that you can't do something good with it. Um, I think there's, yeah, you just opened up a whole lot in my mind there. There's a whole lot yeah, there. There's a whole lot. Uh, in that, in for, that. It's it's literally like a five to ten second little moment yep. in one of the episodes. Absolutely, but, yeah. man. Um, one of the other sort of, um, uh, I'm going to call them a character uh, that I wanted to acknowledge is the... The Diamond Dogs. Um, I thought Aaron might um, bark at that. Uh, or howl. Not today. They howl? I think they uh, howl, yeah. It's more of a howl. Um, because, for one, they are an important and hilarious element of the show. Um, but I think they also, what they also do for me is they offer a lot in terms of the importance of having close friends. Um, but more important than that, and sort of beyond that, in this context is, is this idea of having a network or, or comrades in the work that you do, right? So um, the Diamond Dogs is a group that sort of forms later in the series, but it's, it's made up of Ted, Coach Beard, Nate, who we talked about earlier, and, and Higgins. What's Higgins? What would you say is Higgins' title? Uh, Higgins is the director of football operations at the club. So he reports directly to Rebecca Welton and does a bunch of stuff uh, related to the club and and managing it and and the behind the scenes things. Yes. Don't involve owning it or managing the team and coaching, right? Absolutely. So the four of them are the Diamond Dogs. And what they sort of do is they hold these 
emergency meetings, if you will, to to help and support each other, um, but also help and support other members of the team, right? And and the and yeah, the team. Um, and so, in one instance, they are there for Ted, um, literally the day after he signs his divorce papers, mm-hmm. um, and has uh, a wild night out, if you will, uh, and and needs to process it. Um, and then in another instance, they are actually there for Roy Kent as he's sort of working through his feelings and, uh, burgeoning relationship with Keeley. Um, and there's so many moments in the scenes that feature the diamond dogs that are just hilarious. Uh, and there are so many moments with the diamond dogs that I think role model what male friendships can be and can look like, um, for sure. Um, you know, but as I mentioned, I think the Diamond Dogs also make me think about the importance of having a network and and comrades in the work we do around social justice and collective liberation, right? Like it reminds me about how important it is to have folks close to you who are equally engaged in and care about this work, you know, folks who you can be open and honest and vulnerable with in this work, um, you know, folks who care deeply about you um, and, and also folks who will help hold you accountable, in this work, right? Yeah, I think that that um, that group is is as you say, like kind of this model almost of the relationship that you have with people who are super important because they're people you want to do right by, yeah, right, who trust you um, to do right by them, and you trust them to do right by you. Um, and I, so, yeah, I think that's so important to have that sort of support network. Um, as it were, to continue to um, push each other to learn and, and grow and, and be better people. Um, and I think that that's kind of, that's one of the things that they're doing. Um, Absolutely. Together. Um, so I, another theme I want to talk about um, is this idea of redemption. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think redemption might not quite capture all of it. I also think of it as like being more than the narrative about you or your past actions too, which feels redemption-y, but it also feels a little bit more than that. Um, So I think about it with some of what we already discussed with Rebecca's apology, um, right? And her being able to become more than the actions that she took to get to where she was in that moment, um, to where Ted was, to where the club was. Um, but also with the way that Roy, as you just mentioned, sort of starts his relationship with Keeley, mm. um, who is uh, another character um, we talked about a little bit earlier, um, where um, he shares with her that he's already had a lot of shallow relationships because of how they started. Um, and so he's learning from his past and he's trying to make things better as he goes. Um, so, you know, it's redemption. It's like kind of this theme of accountability, mm-hmm. um, which is also a, ca- a conversation that um, R- Rebecca and Keeley have with one another. Yes. Um, that is sort of crucial to their character development with, and, and their relationship with one another. Um, and then it's also tied. So, yeah, it's tied to this theme of accountability where different characters are challenging each other to own up to their shortcomings or the harm that they've caused or... Um, to make changes for the better, whether or not they did something wrong. It's just like, well, I can be better. Um, and, and that is also, I think a big theme that I see throughout, um, 
this show as well. Um, and again, another reason why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, and I love the theme and I love the idea. The other thing it made me think of was sort of, and we, again, we didn't talk about Jamie Tart a lot in this, right. No. But, um, this idea of sort of growth and accountability, right. And, and becoming a better version of yourself, I think is the work that Ted was trying to bring Jamie along in doing, right. Like yeah. I see this potential in you. I see the person that you are, um, right. Like, <laughs> help me help you help you. Yeah. Uh, right. He's doing that with, with, with Jamie. And, and so many of them are trying to do that with Jamie. I think probably chief among them are coach beard, but definitely Keely, right. Mm-hmm. And because they have a, a, an intimate relationship, uh, as well. And so I think, uh, yeah, that's a really good one as well. So, yeah. um, yeah, so, so many themes and, and, and ways in which this can be connected to, to social justice. I love it. Yeah. It's such a smart show. It's got so much, heart um to it's yeah yeah it's just so good um all right let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about application all right um so we talked about the darts game um right between ted and rupert um and in that monologue ted quotes um well he he quotes kind of a a, like mural that he passed one day taking his his uh, son to school um that is allegedly a quote from Walt Whitman. I did a little Googling to try to confirm that. Um, Walt Whitman never wrote this. Ah. Um, so, hmm, who okay. knows? Um, but anyway, the quote is, be curious, not judgmental. And I think that's a huge thing to apply to our everyday lives. Yeah. Um, because if we approach things with curiosity, like we're approaching things with like, you know, this kind of learning mindset of like, and not assuming that we know everything, which is what this kind of judgmental mindset has, uh, in my opinion, yeah. is like, well, I'm judging that because I already know what it is, or maybe I already feel like I know better. Um, and so approaching things with curiosity and not judgment feels like a big kind of application thing to me and how we... absolutely you know, um, can look at how this applies to our everyday lives and these themes and concepts we've been talking about. Well, we've talked about it too before, like this idea of setting aside your beliefs and assumptions. Yeah. And, right. Like that, that applies here too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. You, sup- you suspend whatever, um, biases you might have or try to suspend those and, and at least start to recognize them. And right. So those are all kinds of ideas that we've talked about here, yeah. um, on the show. And then the other one I have is believe, believe Um, so he has this whole mantra around belief in yourself and in the team um and there's always something to learn and to use to make yourself a better person um and so no matter the situation whether it's a a win or a loss um or like you know mishap in a personal relationship there's always something to believe in and Mm -hmm. and grow from and um and uh be better be a better person with um, and so that belief thing also feels like a big um, application piece to me as we we learn how to we we learn what what Ted Lasso means to like how are these things parallel to our everyday lives? Absolutely. Um, and I think I think those are the two things I think about. Absolutely. Well, for for one, I can't believe you didn't say win or loss or or tie because he has a yeah. lot of struggle with yeah, the does. idea that these <laughs> yeah. that soccer matches can end in a tie. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. You all have ties here. <laughs> Uh, so good folks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love all of 
Ted's mantras, and I, I agree. I think they have a lot of direct applicability to our lives and to our work. So I, I appreciate that. Um, when I was thinking about this, I, I, I think another thing that came up for me throughout the show is this idea of honesty in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there are so many examples of this in the show, but especially when I think about some of the the scenes where it's one-on-one moments between characters, right? We see this in, we see it in almost every conversation between Ted and Coach Beard because they have a, a history with one another, a friendship, right. a respect, a love um, for one another. I think we also see it in almost all of the conversations between Ted and Nate as well. Um, and I think we also see it in a good number of the conversations between Rebecca and Keely, um, especially after Keely confronts Rebecca after she learns the truth about all that Rebecca has done. Um, but even somewhat before that too. Um, and so I just think there's some good applicability to this idea, um, uh, of the importance of being honest in our relationships, right. With the folks we care about and the folks we're engaged in this work with, you know, so that we can get to the places we want and need to go to. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that honesty connects to what you talked about, right? Like talked talking about, um, you know, Ted's mantras and being curious and not judgmental, right. And, and believing in yourself, right. Like you, to do all of that and to do it well, you have to be honest and you yep. have to, sort of engage honestly in a process and a conversation, um, and work with folks. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the honesty and calling people into a conversation, um, to have a conversation with you about maybe how they're falling short of the expectations we have of one another, um, or maybe how they, you know, harmed you, hurt your feelings, um, whatever that might be. Um, or, you know, maybe even the values that someone might have and you are noticing that like, these aren't in alignment and how do we, how do I help support you to get them into being in alignment? Um, so all of that kind of accountability and, and, um, yeah, love, right. Like calling people in to, to, for them to be better and recognizing that. And I, that's a moment that Ted says too, in one of the interviews, um, that he does, um, (laughs) where he talks about, you know, uh, he talks about why he took this job and he's like, I love coaching. Yes. Um, and, you know, my goal is for these young men to be better young men. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's another piece and another theme, I think, that I'm now naming here in application is like this idea of like growth. Right. Which is what coaching is all about. And it, in its best form. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's talk about homework. Um, the only thing I really have to say for homework is, um, you know, let's watch season two. Yes. Uh, it starts <laughs> on Friday, July 23rd. It's on Apple TV plus. Uh, I think they release episodes weekly, but I also, um, was not paid to say any of this and don't work for Apple TV plus. So, um, you know, I might have some details wrong, but Yes, that's as far as I know. That's how it goes. Yeah. Well, hello, Apple TV Plus, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, we're give huge, us a call. We're huge fans. Please give us a call. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm stealing that homework. You know, we will definitely mm-hmm. be watching season two uh, of this show this summer and in the fall. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I don't like the idea of <laughs> week by week. I want the entire season because I just want to binge it. Uh, but uh, I also will appreciate the satisfaction of, of watching it week by week for sure. So yeah. um, I'm going to steal that as my homework. And um, I also encourage folks to just join us in watching the show. Right. And certainly if you haven't listened and I'm sorry, watched season one, 
you know, where have you been? But also thanks for <laughs> listening this whole time. Um, but I would encourage you to check out season one before you watch season two. Absolutely. Watch it all. Um, I heard, like I said earlier, all kinds of new stuff while yes. watching it this time around and sort of preparation for talking about it today. Um, and yeah, this was at least the sixth time that I've watched it. So, um, yeah, you're a little behind watch, me there. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> I got some. I so. Let's go watch it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Damien, you're up next week. What are you bringing to the table in our next episode? It is my turn to bring something to the table. Um, so next week, I'm bringing a documentary um, called MLK FBI uh, to the table. Um, it just came out back last year in 2020, and you can find it on Hulu. Um, and it is based on some declassified FBI files um, and explores sort of the government's surveillance and harassment of Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. Um, and so I think there's definitely lots to learn there. Um from this documentary as particularly about the role of our government, right. As it relates to activism and social justice work. So I'm looking forward to, to watching it and talking about it with you next week. Yeah. The, how, and how the government suppresses actively suppresses, yes. right. Activism work. Um, yeah, there's a lot there. J Edgar Hoover did some terrible things as the director of the FBI. Um, so yeah, looking forward to, to learning a little bit more about, the FBI and what, um, what, what they did to Dr. King. Yep. Um, all right. So with that, we want to thank you for joining us today and for listening to interdependent study. You know what I'm going to ask you to do here, but maybe you forgot, <laughs> uh, please follow, leave a rating and review, share our podcast with the people in your life. Follow us on social media, uh, you know, tweet at Ted Lasso and Jason Sudeikis and, and all the cast members and share this episode with them too, maybe. Um, but also sign up for our email list to get notified about any of the new things we have going on beside, behind the scenes. Absolutely. And again, watch Ted Lasso. We promise you, you will love it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's not about us, but it is about us. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.